0: Hi, friends.
1: really hope we see
2: you there. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
0: If you are struggling with mental health and it's something that's impacting your daily life or you just need someone to talk to, we would love to introduce you to this week's sponsor, Mindler, an app that we're really pleased to share with you because it is helping to make therapy accessible.
1: Mindler is a digital healthcare provider that offers online therapy with psychologists via video calls in their app. You can choose which psychologist you'd like to speak to and on the
0: website and app, you can filter by the psychologist's specialties and also see their photo and bio before booking.
1: Mindler has short waiting times, and once you've booked in your first video call on the app with a psychologist, you get unlimited access to a whole library of self-help programs, which can either be carried out independently or with the help of a psychologist. These programs cover a range of diagnoses, including stress, depression, anxiety, burnout, and more.
0: We have a code for you. Go to mindler.co.uk to read more about the app, which is available to download from App Store and Google Play. And if you enter code DELETE, that's D-E-L-E-T-E, you can get one free session. And the code is... Is valid until the twenty eighth of February two thousand
1: and twenty two. Oh my god! Why did I post that? Ah, I don't know what to do. Should I delete that? Yeah, you should definitely delete that.
0: <laughs> you go. You go. There you go.
1: No, you're really go good starting. You go. 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 Come on. You come
0: on. Fine.
1: Hi. Hi. <laughs> We're back. Welcome back. Welcome to episode two slash three yep. of the podcast. It, it's like how many do you have to have before it becomes a pattern like how many until we're just podcasters yeah yeah because I still feel like we're playing right now <laughs> uh,
0: yeah I'm not quite there yet even though it's in my bio and my email signature and uh, pretty much like, on my forehead, literally um yeah I don't think I'm quite there yet because I don't feel like I I still don't enjoy listening to myself back I feel uncomfortable listening to myself back
1: well to funnily enough today's episode Alex and I both so proud of and so excited for you guys to listen to but when we were talking about it I was like the episode, the interview was fantastic. Like naturally I despise myself, but <laughs> the interview's really good.
0: I listened to it and thought oh god I take over and then Em was like I talk too much <laughs> so basically I think we just have to stop reading into it and just or stop listening
1: back or stop listening back yeah we'll just, just leave make it that dry. for you guys yeah sorry today's episode is uh, such a good one exciting and so actually good. like I feel like we could just do with like just shutting up cracking on because I want to get to the interview as soon as possible definitely I kind of want to tease it but
0: then I also feel like it's just best to hear from the guest herself because this is not as exciting we A are not as exciting. We are not
1: as exciting. That's fine. We know that about ourselves. Yeah. Should we just crack on? Let's go. Let's kick it off with our first segment. Yeah. The good, the bad, the awkward. The good. The bad. And the awkward. Okay. I don't okay. think this is my original good. I seem okay. to have forgotten my good. After
0: two minutes of M trying to work out what she had planned for the good.
1: Um, I've forgotten. Okay. But something really good did happen today. And that is after... Two years. I finally sent my wedding invitations out. Woo! They've started landing on my friends' doorsteps. This is a point of wedding planning that I have yet to get to personally. We've we've smashed through a lot of other milestones. We've done a few of them twice. This <laughs> is almost twice. <laughs> but this is a is a first, and I'm absolutely. Cool. Gassed. I, I just, so excited. I, I'm a little bit like fatigue I think a lot. I mean, you obviously pushed your wedding as well. I feel like a lot of people have had yeah. to push their weddings. In the scheme of life, it's not that bad, but it's been a feckin pain. Yeah, a pain um, in the ass. It has been a pain in the ass. Yeah. So it's actually quite nice to just feel like a modicum of excitement again. Yeah. To like, you know, it's actually going to happen. I know. I'm going to give myself <gasps> oh my away God. willingly to a man, and he's going to own me for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I can't yes. wait. Yay! Yay. <laughs> you didn't change your name. Oh my God, we. I could do, I oh, I don't know. Yeah. And actually I, I opened this up on my Instagram. Like I, someone sent in a thing, a question on my Instagram about this the other day and we were talking about it and I've been thinking about it. And I just, I don't know, I, you know, I don't want to give, I don't want to give my name away. I mean- It's so it, hard. It's so hard, isn't it? It's a
0: minefield. And yeah. it made me realize like how easily- like everyone else
1: that gets married just makes the decision. Like it's, just, I can't, yeah. I just still can't decide. I don't know. I think, okay. you know what? Where I'm currently at is that I will. Okay. Definitely personally. Okay. Only because I think from like a family unit, it makes logical sense. But professionally, maybe I've built up um, uh, uh, too much of my brand with my own name. So I don't know. Okay. But I did get quite a lot of like heated DMs being like, you're a bad feminist if you give your name away. And I was like... like please (laughs) that's annoying um but yeah (laughs) surely we've moved
0: past that
1: well you'd think but you're 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 a double barreler no, we haven't decided yet. Still not. Yeah, still not decided. look love like, that. I just can't decide. But both you're in the incredibly great situation where both names are absolutely stunning.
0: But put them together, Melia Light, it sounds like a diet yogurt.
1: I love it. Melia Light, I think it's so nice. I love nice. it. I think it's nice. But Melia's stunning. Melia's lovely. Light is stunning. Yeah. And great names. Clarkson, fine. Andrew, fine. You know?
0: Yeah, you couldn't put yours together. No, you wouldn't you wouldn't rush no you, like no one's M- gonna be like i oh, M- jealous
1: of her name
0: <laughs> um, but the great thing is that you don't have to get married. you don't have to decide before you get married you can <laughs> you get can to- you
1: don't have to get married i'm like oh my god <laughs> too late
0: but you can just decide like whenever you can just keep going until someday it like comes to you like an epiphany that's what i'm waiting
1: for <laughs> at some point i'm gonna be like that's it
0: that's what i want to do they're
1: gonna have on your grave they'll be like alex question mark, sure. mark question mark, question mark. <laughs> uh what was your good this week
0: my good was that I finally after a long period of having to keep it quiet which isn't you know which I'm not good, very good at I announced my book Yay! <laughs> finally finally and like did a little pre-order like people can pre-order now um and it's all written it's all done and it's going to be in people's hands soon and it's it was it was terrifying it's horrible and I still I've I, I've I've uh built my i've psyched myself up to get some kind of backlash which i'm waiting for but the reception was so positive i um, would
1: wh- what do you think you've done? You've written a great and helpful and brilliant and honest book. And it's so exciting.
0: Yeah, but it's not going to work for everyone. And I know that because I can't produce something I don't think that's going to work for everyone. Do you
1: know how many copies of the Bible are sold? And that doesn't work for everyone. Yeah, that's so true. You need to just <laughs> give yourself a break.
0: I know it's, 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 it's worked out. And I've just I think I had like just too many sleepless nights over it. Um, you know, anxiety. Like, the it was never worst
1: kept secret
0: though. I mean, how many people did you tell that you? I were... told so many people. Because I started off by saying, like, oh lot I'm just like telling anyone who DMs me. So everyone was DMing me. So I was up all night being like, it's a bug. It's a bug. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't a surprise to hardly anyone. Awkward. Yeah, so I I, I made a huge song and dance out of it as in like I was terrified about what was going to happen I didn't sleep for three days Dave was like Ugh. but it's me you know it wasn't going to go I wasn't it wasn't going to go that smoothly so are you proud of yourself really proud yeah it was it I keep saying this and I feel like I'm, I'm I don't want to put too much negative negativity around it but it was so hard yeah like harder than I ever imagined in my entire life and I've got so much respect for authors just that's it. sex. you like worked so, much
1: so hard at that. Like, cause your deadline was at the end of last year and it was just like, you just couldn't breathe yeah. for working. Yeah. And I don't, horrible. I don't know people like you that you, you, you get so good and so involved in what you're doing that you'll just go days without leaving the house. Like you, you know, you throw yeah. yourself into stuff so brilliantly. Yeah. And I, I feel like I, I'm like all or nothing like that. Like I either
0: can't think about it or I can't not think about it. So I don't think I'm the ideal author (laughs) but it ended up working but like I was saying on Instagram the hardest part was having to learn how to interpret studies and medical journals and I yeah it was it was almost beyond me it was like very close to being beyond me but you suffered for the greater good because the book will be fat I I will benefit
1: for your like horrific year (laughs) horrific
0: please buy it
1: but you were doing that at the same time as trying to get married
0: Yes. Um, The deadline was that week. It was the week I got married, it was my book deadline. It's a lot chaos,
1: and you also, and I think we should talk about this at a later date and whenever you're comfortable. But it was a big part of your finding your own ADHD diagnosis as well, wasn't it? Like trying to go through the the process of writing the book, and yes, that's it's kind of interesting in like a self-discovery sort of
0: way. It was really interesting because before that, I'd kind of been like, no, that's not me. That I don't, you know, I just, I really don't think that's me. And then it became became quite clear (laughs) the more that I was physically unable to cope, and Dave was like, we need to do something. I was like, maybe (laughs) I should look into that idea again um so so yeah that's my good well it's a huge good oh thanks huge good i feel awkward now you know when you're like talking you about do. your own
1: like things
0: How great very awkward. You? thank you
1: and um, well we can bring you back down to earth if you want yeah. we can just go with the bad yeah um what's your bad Personally, I've been an absolute mess this week because I've been back and forth on whether or not adopting a second dog was a good idea. Um, And we've landed on the side of not just for right now. But that was a decision that literally like ripped my heart out. I named him. I got way too attached. And that was just made me just so upset. You know, I have to
0: say, though, you made the decision with the dog potential dog's best
1: interests in mind, which
0: I really respect. It wasn't it didn't come down to like, you know it
1: wasn't about you guys. It was about the dog. And Uh, I really think that was... Great. It's, I think you just particularly with rescuing you've got to be you've got to make sure that you ensure that it is the best situation for all dogs because we already have Boer mm. and, and this guy and, and us and, and everything and there will be other dogs and it's going to be absolutely stunning and Boer will have her little brother it just really sadly Aww. isn't this guy and that's yeah. gutting so I was I, I I literally on Monday I think I just like, cried all day because I was saying goodbye to a dog that I didn't even own it was <laughs> <laughs> it's weird and I wanted that to be my bad, but actually I think we would be remiss not to acknowledge just some horrific news right now. Um, on the day of recording, the news is about a 23-year-old teacher who was on a run uh, in Offaly, in Ireland, where she's from, and she's called Ashling Murphy and she was murdered whilst on a run. And I think... On the, you know the first podcast episode that Alex and I did we talked about 2021 and we talked about Sarah Everard's murder in March and then we talked about Sabina Nessa's murder in September and all the women that were murdered in between and I don't know I just felt this heaviness and devastation that this had happened again. Um, obviously my partner Alex is Irish he's from Dublin so a lot of our friends out there you know were sharing it this morning and I think maybe the same way that South London felt when Sarah died. I think obviously a lot of Irish people will be feeling um, with Ashling's murder. And it's just, you know, it's it's just horrific to read. So it's just same shit, different yeah. day, really. And I think we do need to keep making noise about this. Um, I, fuck knows what we're meant to do about it, because it does just feel completely hopeless. But um, to not say the, these girls' names is 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 not the answer. So I just wanted to Agreed. give some space to say rest in peace to Aisling Murphy and how sorry we are that this is still happening
0: you did a really um powerful Instagram post this morning about it as well that I think everyone should go and check check out um that it made me cry actually it made me feel really emotional reading it it's just yeah it's it's horrific and it does feel quite helpless and quite hopeless because like what at this point like what can we do
1: yeah uh, well um, we keep making noise I we think. keep making noise that's yeah. it you just we, we can't lean into and you know what this mm. this has pissed me off so much i think you know the thing that a lot of women are feeling is anger because we're also dealing with boris Beckin and johnson yeah. you know like oh i thought it was a work party and you know <laughs> it's just the, the news right now just feels like, you know, b- women are begging for help and, and the country is just fucking exhausted after two years and the government are just a bunch yeah. of tossers. And so, I don't know, it's all just felt a bit fucking shit. Heavy. Sorry, bad language, but... And, you know, the thing with the government, the, the thing that's really stressing me is... It's just, he's a meme. He's a goddamn joke. And it's like, <laughs> why are we laughing at this guy? Like, he's a dick. It, it annoys me that it's... It annoys me how comical he... You know he is. Do you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? I um
0: and I'm one of the memes that I shared about him recently, and it it was a meme. It was a picture of him and his hair looked just like out of control, like wild, um as it kind of usually does. Like whatever, I don't really care. It's his like bedridden look, whatever. Um. And the meme was like, don't let anyone ever say that black hairstyles are unprofessional ever again. Literally. <laughs> I thought that was so brilliant. He looks like
1: he's got a balloon and just like rubbed it yeah. against his head. <laughs> and, but you know, I've, I've heard that he does that on purpose. Does he? Yeah, to make Why? it look like he's got the haphazard, like, oh, what am I like like bumbling haphazard? Right. You know, what am I like? Really? just one of the lads, you know, I don't brush my hair, like, that's, I, I don't do that, that's for sissies. you know i'm a man i just grow my hair i honestly i think it does and i think he does it i i I, where did i hear this that he rumbles rumbles ruffles it up before he does his press things and everything i mean
0: that makes sense because i feel like it has to be intentional because it's so ridiculous it can't (laughs) be accidental do you know what i mean how have
1: we just like left into like oh my god we've really taken a turn here haven't we um we have let's let i mean like what's our bad the um
2: what's your bad
1: Yeah so on a very personal level I talked in the
0: first episode about how I'd had my coil taken out the Mirena coil and I was waiting to get my period back and I kind of still am like I feel like it might be there but I'm just really stressing out about it I don't know it's just it's it's just stressing me out it's really horrible when I mean because I've had the coil in for so long and you just don't know what is going on with your body you just have no insight and i'm just like desperate for it to come back and for me to like feel it again so I don't you've know. been under a lot of stress though as well which i think is probably counts for something yeah. but do, do you know what i don't think stress has ever like like prior to me having the coil like affected my periods or i mean the only time my, my periods were affected when it was, i was like really like anorexic but apart from that I don't they've always been like super regular so it just feels a bit weird now and it's been like over six weeks and I'm a bit like oh so yeah that's my bad I'm just letting myself like get stressed about it even though I shouldn't and I should probably just uh, but I mean you know what it's like when you look online there's so much conflicting information people like it should come back
1: straight away and for you it came back within two weeks right yeah mine I don't know what I was waiting for six years and I think it was just like oh Right there. <laughs> Fuck, I'm I've freaked. been desperate. Yeah, I'm literally, I've been waiting for this. Um, but I, I thought that was quite normal. And then I realized yeah. I was an anomaly. Like, I, I really? think two weeks is pretty quick. Everyone I've spoken yeah. to is like, whoa. So that, like, I, I think you're fine. Everyone's sure you're everywhere
0: fine. says something different. So I've decided to stop Googling it because. Uh-huh it like it just uh, yeah everyone is different and we'll see but it's not a big deal it's just like it's it's my bad as in like I'm letting it stress me
1: out but I think it's indicative again of a, like a complete lack of conversation around this stuff like why don't you know we don't know, know. anything about ourselves or I this know. like corkscrew of a device you've had in your fucking uterus for like the best part of five years <laughs> and and then oh it's out and then all oh, oh. good luck but like, you literally just walk out the guy and you're like all right see you later
0: you really do, don't you? Yeah, well, well, they showed me mine. they were like, "Do you want to see it?" I was like, "Yes."
1: I coughed mine out.
0: Same. Was, yeah. And yeah.
1: little cough. I was like,
0: <laughs> did it do a big cough. I was like, all right then. How big do you want me to go? Yeah,
1: ready. <laughs> um. Someone sent me in a um an embarrassing story once on my Instagram that she coughed oh. when she was having a smear and the speculum yeah. popped out and oh. hit the doctor in the face. Oh. <laughs> so good. I'm dying for her. Oh my god. Um. I know but yeah but so I, it's I, quite I, funny
0: that they show you I thought that's quite interesting we should
1: definitely um, do an episode about contraception and I know just I think so that we need to get in I
0: think so fascinated by
1: contraception. Daisy is fascinated by yeah. contraception <laughs> <laughs> our producer Daisy who's
0: a lesbian is fascinated <laughs> yeah watch this space contraception episode because I still I'm 33 years old and I'm pretty clueless about contraception. Like I've heard of the I'm, pill and the yeah. coil and I don't really know anything else. I only got the coil because my friend was like, it's amazing. And I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, the Marina coil it was for me like just unreal. Like I, I thrived. Yeah, I absolutely me too. loved it. And me too. But oh god we need to we need a contraception episode because you know what now mine's yeah. out I feel like I'm thriving you do know what? I've, you? I've downloaded natural cycles having avoided it because I saw it all over Instagram and yeah. I was like I will not be influenced this direction mm. and then I was like fuck it and now I have it and I'm like wow I, I love might it I might download
0: it actually it's, it's so
1: <laughs> interesting
0: got nothing to track at the moment but
1: <laughs> the moment I do um, it's so, it's so interesting to just watch I don't know to just get to know yourself yeah yeah
0: yeah I'm, I'm still waiting to thrive I feel like I just loved having it in mm. even though I wasn't quite convinced I had it in because I went to South Africa shortly after getting it in and which was very nice but I, the shower I was in a, where we were staying the shower was kind of outside right and there was like a twig on the floor of the shower and I thought that it come out while I showered <laughs> And the, the, no, the twig was the coil. So I, like I picked up this twig and like I put it. No, I did, I did. I put, no, I, put, I, put, I, put, I forgot about this actually. So we'll just talk about it. But I put it in tissue paper and like <laughs> basically like carried it around with me. We went to two more hotels and like I took it with me because I was like, I think this is my coil. Oh. And, like it was bla- it, like looking back, it was just a twig, but I just wasn't convinced. Oh, so I, like God. one of my best friends is a GP. So I sent, I sent her oh, the picture God. and was like. Do you think, is this A, a twig <laughs> or B, my coil? And she was like, it's a fucking twig, you moron. And I was like, all right, all done, thank you. Oh my God, you've been in, you fit it in, did you? I just, like carried it around like a little, like my baby. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. How did you think it fell out? I just thought when I was showering, it just like slipped out of me. And I was oh like, God. I was like, that twig was not there before, so it must be my coil idiot oh my god
1: that's my most favorite thing i've ever heard in my life oh my god okay. i'd like to say this
0: was a long time ago but it wasn't it really, really wasn't that long ago what is your awkward this week
1: it's just so fucking lame like i'm actually just really embarrassed to tell you but i was in the gym this morning and i leant forwards and my gum fell out my mouth oh no it's not just so embarrassing. <laughs> it's just so gross and it didn't even land on the floor it landed on my own tits because they were like in the way so then I just had to like look down like with my other chin and I was like oh and I just like pick it up and put it back in my mouth you didn't put it back in your mouth I was was trying to be subtle so I just like slipped it back in and then I got a tissue and then I put it in the tissue and then I put it in in my back pocket it was re- it was just like oh I'm that just is a, awkward. It's just, I'm just a loser, you know what I mean? It's not even like that embarrassing. Well, it is. It's just oh god. it's such a That is one of
0: those things where it's like really embarrassing for no particular reason, <laughs> but like I'm embarrassed for you hearing yeah, that. Was, like I'm I, playing it out in my head, and I'm like I'm ashamed for you. Yeah,
1: and I was only facing the wall as well. Like I don't even think anyone saw, <laughs> but. I I know. It felt shameful. Yeah, now everyone else knows. (laughs) If I wasn't worried about the six people in my class knowing, then I am about the thousands of people that will now listen to this episode. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh
0: what was your awkward? So my awkward is just it's more weird than awkward, I guess, but I bought a drum kit, right? (laughs) And so like um, your question might be, do you play the drums? Answer is no. Um (laughs) Have you ever
1: played the drums?
0: Not really. Do you
1: have the space in your flat for a drum? (laughs) Absolutely not.
0: We do not have the space at all. So for that reason, I was, looking out, I was looking at a rollout one that you literally put on the table, right? Great. But as I was looking, I came across one that's like a full one, like a full drum kit that you can, you know, you can just do a lot more on them and you can really learn learn better. So I was
1: like... You don't, even, you don't even play the drums. And you've got a bold. it's so silly <laughs> it's huge
0: look look right no I don't play the drums okay but I feel like you know when you just feel it in your bones that this is my thing right and I really feel like this is my thing
2: Phil Collins. and me. I thought rather
0: than rather than go in with something that might not be that good you know the, the small rollout one I was like I'm just gonna go all in <laughs> to Dave's dismay he keeps looking at it like I'm not putting that up for you I'm like you have to
1: what have you got a drum gift for and you've not even got it out of the box have you
0: not yet no because i can't i I can't assemble things i can't do it so dave has to do it but at the moment he's just he's just trying to pretend it
1: doesn't exist which is understandable it's the least sociable thing like it's it's like i can't think of anything less i don't know you know what i mean like i knit sometimes and i'm like well that's annoying nothing 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 is (laughs) more annoying than the only thing more annoying than a drum kit is a viola and that's only in sound because at least that's small a drum kit's yeah. fucking huge.
0: Yeah, it is. It is big. You're it's gonna big have if- to
1: start eating your dinner off it <laughs> to make the most of the space you're in. A London flat. Plac- we'll have a
0: symbol each. <laughs> don't write me off yet. Like I know it's sounds- coming
1: through next
0: week. <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous, and I have no doubt that this drum kit is going to be on eBay in like two weeks' time. But <laughs> don't write me off just yet. Who knows? I know. Crazier things have happened. You when, know? when, <laughs> like name me one. <laughs> All right, good point. But look, it's never too late. I'm only thirty three, and I could, I, I could change career.
1: Right. Why are you telling me that episode two into our new <laughs> yeah, career <sorry>. together? <laughs> this partnership, it's over. Don't worry, I'm not leaving you. Um You're gonna be like Fleetwood Mac. I'll stop. I'll stop at like the random rock references now, and we yeah, can go. Not, we can go into the interview. Okay, if you're, if you're ready. You okay. Ready? I'm ready. I'm excited. Will you introduce? I am
0: so ready. I guess. Uh, yes. So today's guest is Holly Hagen, who I'm sure a lot of you will have heard of. Holly was on hit TV show Geordie Shaw for 10 years, which made her a household name with millions of followers on Instagram. Um, at some point in her career, Holly started marketing weight loss pro- products on Instagram and Those ads drew a lot of criticism, but rather than double down, she really listened to the criticism and changed her perspective on body image, weight loss products and diet culture. And actually, she publicly denounced and continues to denounce the products that she had previously been paid to promote. Because of this, we thought that she would offer us a really interesting perspective as someone who has you know really been on both sides someone who was invested in in diet culture to the point of promoting those products and now was someone who is on the other side of that and actively speaks up against that industry we also got to hear a bit more about holly's life and what it was like being in the public eye and that has actually really given us i know emma agrees it's really given us a lot to think about and we've both come out of it with a lot more compassion than we had previously so here she is holly Hagen. Mm-hmm i mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. Hi Holly, we are so, so, so excited to have you on and chat to you. Um, As I told you before we started recording, I put a a question box out on Instagram stories about who people wanted to hear from around like diet culture in January and so many people suggested you because we thought it'd be a really interesting perspective from someone who has really been immersed in diet culture and kind of come out the other side of it.
3: Oh, well, thank you for asking me to come on. I mean, I did say before I didn't add that I don't actually think. yes to a lot of podcasts, Um, mainly because I mean I don't know I don't want to repeat the same things over and over so it's nice when I get to speak about things that I'm actually passionate about um, and when you obviously said what this was about I thought yes I, I am the perfect person to talk about this.
0: <laughs> you, yeah you are because it's quite interesting because you have really seen like all sides of it I guess and really been involved in all sides of it from like selling diet culture products to like now like denouncing the culture so that's very yeah. interesting. And also,
1: Growing up at the same time, I think you're 20, 20, you're in your 20s. I'm 29. I'm 29. Yeah. Like, we grew up at a time that's like, you also. As well as everything you're doing now, you were also a victim of it for like your whole adolescence and then probably like on acid because you were doing, you know, you you were in in the spotlight (laughs) so young.
3: Yeah, 100%. I mean, we all grew up in the years where you would see Slim Fast on the shelves and, you know, all of those things that were in Holland and Barrett. I mean, a lot of the diet culture products are in Holland and Barrett, which is a health store. Um, And I think growing up, you see these things and you think it's normal and obviously magazines and TV and whatever there was never this whole like body positive, body confidence community that there is now. And I think it's like such an amazing thing. Um, But yeah, it's like, I've, bought them i've tried them i've sold them and now i'm against them so it's yeah it's full circle isn't it full
0: circle and i think in order to get like a full picture of your story we'd love to go back to the beginning if you're okay with that and like if you could talk to us about your journey with your body and your relationship with your body from the start and what informed it i imagine you being on tv to millions of people across the world wasn't wasn't it didn't help I'm it, 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 it didn't, didn't not help, help. Your, your body image but if we could start from the beginning that would be okay. great right
3: so um, I mean the first time I ever remember being called fat was in school um and it was I was wearing the same skirt as my friend and she looked at the back of mine and we were 10 years old at the time and her skirt was an age 10 and she said oh let me look at your size skirt So I showed her my size and my size was a 13 and she was like oh that might as well be an adult size 10 and this this has come from a 10 year old so that's the first time I ever remember feeling like there's something wrong with my body Um, and then we move on to kind of being in school and I mean I wasn't, I I wasn't overweight in school. I mean, I was probably on the higher end of like, I wasn't slim and I was always quite short. I always had like quite dumpy legs and you know, I didn't, I wasn't born with the model legs. Like it just didn't happen. (laughs) Me neither. Um, and then we, we went through school and I was bullied relentlessly for being fat and obviously, I've never had an issue with anybody in school. Like somebody's weight to me was was never a problem. I would never go up to somebody and think they were a bad person because they, they had a bit more weight on them. Do you know what I mean? That's not it's not a thing. Um But I do. I obviously know now that it kind of stems from they, they were probably getting bullied at home and the parents were probably saying things to them and they've then went into school and said stuff to other people. And
1: it's a very cheap and quick insult. Yeah. If you're, yeah. you know, like, no offence to those kids, but lacking in imagination, it was a very, like, punchy way of, like, knocking someone down. Obviously, yeah. like, for women, like, for, even for girls, you know, we're told we have to be small and we have to be mm. all of this. And, and it's just such a quick way of knocking a woman down to be like, oh, yeah. you failed. <laughs> and that, and that's the thing. It is,
0: it's, it's cheap and it's, a, like, a cheap, dirty shot. But it's also, like unfortunately like really effective isn't it and it It really cuts effective yeah Yeah. because we feel because we grow up in this culture that tells us we have to be as small as possible being small is best like thin is best so that cuts then if if someone's saying to you well you're not small therefore you know the implications of that are you know you're not worthy you're not desirable so it it makes sense
1: do you think you know, the the saddest part is like that your your friend saying that when, when you were 10, that, you know, that comment about your school skirt, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. I have a moment like that when I was 11 and this girl shamed me for having because I said she was like, what did you have for breakfast? And I was like, oh, I had um, two bagels. And she was like, two. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, do you mean two halves? Because two bagels would be really piggy. And I was like. Yeah, I mean two halves, and after that, oh, I never wanted more no. than one bagel, and my mom would be like, "Why aren't you eating your other bagels?" So I don't want to talk about it, and it's like, oh. but you've, you have you have one thing that like stays yeah. with you. That's that's meant probably with no harm. It's like an observation 100%. from a
3: like kid, and and it and stays it, with you. Yeah, and it was even like so much as I've got the exact same body shape as my mom. So when we were on holiday, I always saw my mom cover her legs, and throughout my whole life, she's always said we have to cover our legs, you know, we've got nice waist, we've got skinny waist, but we have to cover our legs, nobody wants to see them. And that wasn't her fault, but she didn't know that what she was doing is then passing that on to me, because how could I ever love my legs when I've got the same ones as her, and the person who I'm around, my whole life says she hates them. Mm. How, How do you ever learn to love yours if your own mother says, you know, she's got to cover hers up, so that means that I've got to cover mine up? So it was i guess
0: setting you up to just dislike your body
3: yeah 100%. or think think of
0: it as something to be ashamed of and hide
3: so this is before tv so jesus christ let me move on to being oh actually God, sorry, on tv okay. <laughs> so then we move on to kind of being in um being put on Geordie Shaw. and when i was at home all of me and my friends were like pretty much the same size we were like probably size 12 to 14 i mean nothing that you wouldn't class like you know a normal woman as Um, And when I went on TV, it was that, you know, a few of the girls on there were slimmer and that's fine. I was always quite confident. Um, I do think that a lot of my confidence was like, a front in the beginning like I wasn't actually confident I was just faking it and I had the shortest skirts on the most low-cut tops I even went for one of my first ever interviews with just two belt straps covering my nipples like that's the greatest thing I've ever iconic I was wild and I loved it and I wasn't my body didn't bother me yes I might have been bigger than some of the people on there but it wasn't an issue until I got out and until the show was on tv and I actually remember the first ever article that was written about us and they rated us all. They hadn't watched it. They hadn't watched it, they were judging off our looks. This magazine was rating us all out of 10. And I, bear in mind, they'd never met me. They hadn't watched the show yet. They were judging off the first ever picture that come out. And I was rated the lowest at two out of 10. Whereas the other girls were getting you know like sixes or eights or whatever, even just something mediocre, I was like right at the bottom of the pile of the two. That is so disgusting. I don't know if I'm know. allowed
1: to use the word I want to use, but I'm, I mean no, a really bad one. <laughs> is it the C I, is yeah, it the C I'm word? Really bad, yeah, That's, yeah. Like, I'm Un- so sorry.
0: Unbelievable. I mean it's oh god, it's like How old were you?
3: Sorry. So I was eighteen at the time. So you've got to think like I, you know, at eighteen you think you know. The world and you think that you're such an adult but actually I was a child I'd never even had a Jager bomb before I went on that show like I was very sheltered <laughs> I'd lived in a small town my whole life and but yeah de- I I had a
1: lot of trolling when I was like 17 by co- not actually from commenters like from like tr- trolls right but they weren't really trolls they were just I mean Daily Mail readers right yeah. <laughs> so same thing um but you know when they caught it's like when you're a kid, it's like, I don't know, you think other kids are going to be mean, but you think adults are going to have a fucking grip of themselves. Oh, no, it's
3: always adults. It's always, it's always fucking always adults. adults.
1: And, I'm it... like, and when you're a kid, you're like, what are you doing? You're an adult. Like, you're supposed yeah. to be nice to me. And they're so mean. And I'm like, why are you, why are you bullying a kid for? And I think yeah. people forget, particularly with the show that you did, because you do come across, perhaps, you know, maybe that this is their justification, not that it counts, but that you're so confident and it probably stems in jealousy, like they mm-hmm, wish they could yeah. wear belts over their nipples. Fuck knows I couldn't.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really wide belts. I could not do that. Could not do that. It would be very graphic. Um, but like, it, it baffles me that a magazine like that got past like multiple people sign that off.
3: Yeah, that
0: 100%. baffles me. Pitting like these women and their their looks against each other to like rate them against each other. It's so
3: disgusting. So
0: this was, this is when you were 18 and this is when the show first started. Yeah. So
3: this is 18. Um, and then we move on to kind of the show coming out and everything. And oh my God, it was like probably the worst reception ever from, especially people in my hometown. Really? Um, so I don't know if you've ever saw, but I, um, not so long ago, probably like the first lockdown, I actually found an old Facebook group that was made about me and I called them all out. Good on <laughs> you. Cause I thought, Do you know what, we've, you everyone said to me for so many years like you've gone on that show you deal with the repercussions and I thought well do you know what you wrote that on a public forum so you deal with the repercussions thank you, like you very much you. Amen. it works both ways <laughs> um so yeah I found that and it was really hard to read because there wasn't such thing as an internet troll then people were just saying it with their chests, like, right. people didn't care. They were just, they were saying all these awful things, making up rumours about me, like, some horrific stuff. Did you know these um, people? It was their Facebook group? I, yeah, I knew these people as well. No. So, one of them was my friend's dad.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, adults.
3: Full-on adults. Some of them were people who I had classed as, like, really good friends. We, they'd be out in town, we'd go out drinking together when I was, like, 16 to 19 when I got on TV. And then all of a sudden they were saying these awful things about me and making up rumours about me. And the main thing that is always said is fat slag, fat slag, fat slag, fat slag. And I'm like, I'm okay with being a slag. Like, (laughs) that's absolutely fine. But for some reason, the word fat was just so difficult to deal with because I just thought if I I, I can be a slag, that's fine. No one cares if somebody's a skinny slag. No No one cares about skinny slags. But when you're a fat slag, all of a sudden it's like some kind of awful thing and i thought well do you know what if i can just be pretty and skinny then these trolls are going to stop so from then on i made it my mission to be pretty and skinny and i did everything that i possibly could to try and get there which included the diet products the surgery all of that type of stuff
0: which is 100% understandable like it, it well, was kind you, of you
3: think that but a lot of people don't actually understand that a lot of people can't Get you it. can't understand it. You can't,
1: and 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 people won't understand it. But it's like it is. It's insane, and and to to have the word fat even weaponized the way that it was to you. It's used mm. so relentlessly, and you've grown up in a you know even before it was targeted at you. Like we do grow up in a very fat phobic. It world, you know, yeah. like fat is a, a bad in quotation marks thing to be according to this society. And then when people use it relentlessly as an insult, like of course mm. it's understandable that you want to do something about it because they are telling you it's a problem. Like, yeah. Um,
0: and in your case, I feel like it was a perfect storm. You know, mm-hmm. like you started this show at eighteen, you received like this barrage of hate, and you continue to be, you know, on TV. Mm-hmm. It was, of course, you were going to go down that path.
3: Of course, of course. I mean, what other path could I have possibly chosen? Because it it's, ju- it's just mind-blowing because of what I've very quickly realised is that, you know, when I did get slimmer and I did lose the weight, people would say, oh, well, she's too skinny. Oh, well, she looked better before. Right. And the comments all of a sudden go from she's a fat slag to, oh, she looked better before. Why did she mess with her face? What on earth would have made her do that to herself? Um, Hello, you did. You did. <laughs> you, you did. You really did
0: this. <laughs> it makes me so angry and and you saying that like what other choices you have and you're so right because body acceptance like it's big now and it's mainstream but it wasn't at the time it was very underground you know there were a few like fat acceptance groups but it was not in the mainstream at all and the media was like fully focused on tearing women down and like making Mm -hmm. them hate their bodies It, it didn't like it never came into my consciousness until like a couple of years ago, like body acceptance. So what other choice did you have? Exactly.
3: <laughs> it's, it's honestly, there wasn't really any choice. And I wish that I'd, have, I'd have been like going through this in this industry now where there is so much out there, so much, so many people who are just freely just being them. And you never saw roles. You never saw cellulite. You never saw just women being women. And I think with Instagram, we all want to show our best, but I love this whole trend of, like, being real and whatever. And I know a lot of people say that they, they don't really like it and they think people do it just for likes. I don't care if someone's doing it for likes. Who if cares? someone's got Sally, like, show me it. I want to see it. Yes, I'll fucking like it. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I literally, I love it so much. I just think it's, like, it would have saved me. It would have given me, I'd have I had know. years of my life yeah. back. Like I'd have shat myself considerably less had I. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was okay to keep my food in my body. You would have had a, you would have had a, at least,
0: at least if not a different path, a different option, like another option. Yeah. So
3: it's yeah, it's it's really sad. So then what kind of started to happen is we would film Jodie Sean. I would have lost probably like half a stone before we'd film. But then we'd go and film in the house, which is six weeks living in a bubble. You've got no phone. You've got no access to cards or anything you can't buy your own food so somebody's plying you with alcohol only giving you unhealthy options for food what then becomes my option so okay that's when I started to make myself sick and I was like okay well this is just going to be a way that I can control gaining weight whilst I'm in the house obviously it didn't really feel like an issue at the time and I, I didn't actually call it bulimia until probably about even, like, a year ago. That just wasn't even a word that really entered my head. But that went on for, like, five years. Like, it went on for such a long time. Did, was there any, well, like, anybody
1: keeping an eye on you? I mean, apart from, like, all the eyes on you. But uh, from a mental health standpoint,
3: like, in the house or...? Yeah so when um, obviously there's cameras everywhere we've got microphones on so it's pretty hard to hide something like that Um, and then we well I got called into the office with one of the producers we actually had a really nice producer on this series and I still worked with with her this uh, to this day she's really nice she's a mother herself as well so she was like really concerned Um, and she was just like really upset she was like why are you doing this like what what's the issue and I'm like well you're not giving us healthy food like I can't sit and eat takeaway for six weeks every single night. I can't eat a kebab every single night. I can't perform like a hamster on a wheel for you every single day relentlessly on three hours sleep on Jager bombs and kebabs. Like, how do you want me to then go outside of this show and to have to deal with that hate again and again and again? So this is just what I'm going to do. And if you can't kind of give me another option, then what do you expect? Then I got sat on the phone with the the psychiatrist and whatever. You have to do your little psych calls and everything, you know. And I just told him the truth. I was like, I can't be in this house if they're going to keep doing this. I've got to find a way to also, like, control my body. Um, And then he kind of, he gave me all the advice, whatever. And then they did start kind of getting healthy food and whatnot. But by that time, it was already too late. I was already in it.
1: Mm.
0: Right
3: and was
1: this when when what what year was this were you because outside of Geordie Shaw, you we were on Instagram as well like was that a big part of your job as well at the time yeah
3: so that was a huge part of the job um and I think you've I think this was series seven so you're talking oh god series seven you'd have to look up when series seven was but I believe it would have been like maybe 2012 2013 this started Yeah, so the Instagram was just starting getting popular. We were just starting to do promotions on Instagram. And then I think around about this time is when all the diet culture products came about. And me being on TV, me talking about my weight issues and whatever, I was the perfect target for these companies. And I was quite happy to take these products and be like, oh my God, yes. Well, I've took this diet product, whatever it was. I get on the scales a week later and the scales have gone down. So to me... Without having that education, this product worked. Yeah. Mm. So for me, I'm like, well, it's not a bad thing, and it wasn't a bad, It wasn't seen as a bad thing in the beginning. No one really well, was talking like about it. Like you say, it.
1: they're in Holland and Barrett. You know what I right. mean? Like, yeah. And I, I, I was one of many customers that would have perceived them as like like, health, well, it's, yeah, this will help products, me. And, yeah, and thin is better, and they're going to make me thin, so everything's going to be better. It wasn't, yeah. they're
0: not, they weren't, like, off the black market. You didn't have to, like, have a dealer <laughs> to get them. You can literally walk into a high street store
3: and pick it's them fair. up. Yeah, exactly. So we didn't think anything of it, and then it was only after me promoting it probably about, I mean, I must have promoted it about three or four times, different products here and there. And, you know, you try them, you lose the weight, You tell people about it. Then you put the weight back on, because obviously it's just water weight and you've been crapping yourself for however long. Um, And then you think, oh, well, then I need to do it again. It's obviously because I'm doing something wrong. You don't realise that actually the product's the issue. And it wasn't really until people started calling me out. And I was like, oh, my God, like, what on earth is is going on? I didn't realise how big of an issue it actually was because my education just wasn't there at the time. Right. And the calling it out,
1: I mean like i actually think i'm i'm really no i'm really excited for this conversation because i think what we we talked we talked about this in last week's episode Mm. um Mm -hmm. it's so easy for like particularly what alex does like and for us kind of on this side of instagram to 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 fire shots or whatever and mm. go for like you described it as like low-hanging fruit like on um, yeah. for the mm. to blame the individuals for a systemic problem
0: yeah um
1: and it's really like well I mean I, just, I think it's a really interesting conversation to have with an individual because you obviously you hear all of this with the backstory now and you're like ah shit like everybody's a fucking victim
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like what's it like to be on the other end of that is it confusing is it like because i imagine it's kind of almost like you understand it but you don't want to understand it because that gives you this kind of like cognitive dissonance where you feel really uncomfortable with your behaviors is that yeah. about
3: right or is it just like 100% i think it's very it's very difficult because when people are telling you in such an awful way i mean there's definitely ways to go about it and there's a very there's a very nice and concerned way that you can go about it the majority of the messages to me were absolutely brutal um you were given girls eating disorders like how would you feel if somebody died taking these products just really like it makes you sit and think oh my god and one of the things that somebody said was would you want your daughter taking these products and when I actually sat and thought about it I was like no, I wouldn't. I, I really wouldn't. But at the time, you're in a point where you were getting offered a lot of money to sell these products and promote them, to try a product for five days, to tell people the results of that product, whether it worked or not. Obviously, it's going because you're crapping yourself, you know. And then you promote it. And without that education without the brand, you know, you think that a brand has to be legit. You think they're a company. They have to be legit. Otherwise, they would get, you know, called out for that. But... You know, it's just so strange to be on the receiving end of it is absolutely horrific. And you kind of think, how could I have done something so wrong when I didn't believe that I had? And I always say that you can only do what you can do with the education that you've got. Mm -hmm. And if somebody wants to come and like educate me and tell me in a really nice way, like why this is so wrong. And when people did that, I was like able to do the work behind it and see actually this is so bad and I need to say no and from that moment on I said I will never promote another diet product again um, but I think it's so awful because of the, even now I promote health and fitness but I still talk about calories, I still post meals with calories on them on my social media and a lot of people tell me that that helps them but then there's a very small amount of people who my content isn't aimed at and who it they probably shouldn't be following me because they're being triggered by it Mm. so it I mean this the name of this podcast is 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 exactly that should I delete that Mm. because it's hurting a a group of people it's a really
1: difficult I mean like I think Instagram's still so new and crazy for that. And the, and I guess you have had so much expectation put on you and you couldn't have imagined going into a show at 18 for your mm-hmm. kebabs and Jager bombs that one day, like 10 years later, people are going to be expecting you to be exactly what they need from you because it's, imp- you yeah. know, like I, yeah. I would want different things from, it. I'm, I have no right to ask anything of you but as your followers we or people have Mm. the or the expectation of you and my expectation of you will be different to Alex's and and ours will both be different to like a bloke in like Dorset you know what I mean like we're all gonna want different (laughs) things from you you know and I think it's so cool that you can see what like maybe a like a a turn you wouldn't have taken if you had the if you had the chance again but and, and and recognize that but as for now it's like you you are growing up and you have grown up entirely publicly, and you yeah. have to be kind of given space to, like, be who you are and, and let other people work and their way around that. learn as
3: well, like, even just having... I made a promise to myself that after this whole drama with the... um diet products and whatever that I was going to make it my mission to actually educate myself and to go out there and make sure that if I am going to put this information out there it's going to be the correct information so I went on to do a nutrition coaching course in the first lockdown I've just passed my um exercise to music level two so I'm a qualified fitness instructor and then now I'm also just doing my pre and postnatal exercise as well so I'd be able to take on clients that have got you know who were pregnant on and after pregnancy and I think In these past two years i've really made a point of going out of my way to show that i am making active changes not just saying oh yeah i won't do that again but actually making a point of reversing what i've done and that was really important to me because there is a lot of people out there and a lot of influencers who don't actually have any qualifications who will not be willing to put the work in and i just hope that people can see that i was willing to do that i've spent thousands on these bloody courses and (laughs) i love them and i love getting that education but I, it's genuine. It really is. And I, I just hope that people can see that we should have space to make mistakes, but we should all be given the opportunity to learn from them as well.
0: Definitely. And evolve. And like you said, you know, you were 18 on TV. Like I I didn't know my arse from my elbow at 18. No. Like, <laughs> I, I can't imagine if I was put on TV at 18, you know, and also, you know, no one should like you don't owe being a role model to anyone
3: well, this is the thing it's it's a lot of people used to say you you're not a role model you're not a role model and I used to actually have in my Instagram bio ain't no role model because <laughs> everyone used to say it all the time and I just wanted to like nip it in the bud before anyone could say anything now I do kind of feel like there's a part of me that wants to be a good influence I wouldn't so much just say like role model but I want to put the right message out there and yeah it's just like you just grow up, don't you? I mean, I'm nearly 30 now and I'm going to have kids of my own, hopefully in a few years. And I want to make sure that like my trauma, that my triggers aren't being passed on to them in the same way that, you know, my mother passed them on to me yeah. unintentionally. Yeah, I think that's the same for like, so...
1: I mean, I I talk to my followers so much going into Christmas about like, oh God, I hate going home because my mum th- says this and says this. And, you know, I think that's a really exciting part of like this generation and, and the education because you said it, so many times and you're so right it's education and we just didn't have it our mums didn't have it Mm -hmm. so we didn't have it and we're so lucky because we've got this incredible tool to teach us and we've got you know like really amazing women who are are paving the way and teaching us and stuff um but it's like it's actually thanks to mistakes and I put that in quotation marks, but like, you know, it's thanks to your learning on the job. You had to do it incredibly publicly, but you know, it's thanks to like that, that, that evolution that, that everybody else benefits. So like, I don't know, I mean, like probably thanks, but like also it must've been horrible for you because it's just- it's Yeah,
0: it must've been horrible. And I'm actually, I'm wondering if any of the, the products that you promoted, whether any of the companies kind of offered you support during, like um, when you were being called out for it
3: no so they um actually because I was in Vegas at the time so oh god you're talking maybe 2016 2017 and this was the, the time that I got really um abused because I put up a grid picture of me with this diet product anyway um all I had all of these messages coming through and I'm like oh my god this is awful but I was in Vegas I just stayed off my phone I said to my manager I need to delete this photo because it's getting so much hate and he said, if you delete the photo, you are going to lose the money. And I was like, so bear in mind, this is a lot of money. I, you know, you you work from paycheck to paycheck in this industry. You don't know what you're going to get. You've got bills to pay. You've got family who rely on you. And it's then a choice between feeding your family and putting food on the table or integrity. And it's really, really hard to make that choice when you're in an environment that doesn't have much work often and you do get these big lump sums once in a blue moon so for me I was like right okay just delete it I I, I don't want to deal with it and then they actually took back the money so I was like oh my god I had to go through all of that hate wow all of that abuse the images are still out there people are still using them and I didn't even get paid
1: was it a big fi- like financial incentive to do these ads do you think because obviously you said the products worked for you as well so like because I don't know sometimes Mm. I don't know is it was it like a like oh fuck I don't really want to do it but I will because I need the money or was it like no it's fine you know what I mean
3: towards the end like like the third time I would say yes because it's like oh my god you've got your manager there saying well you could be paid x amount of money for this one post and you're thinking well I've tried the products the products work for me I don't know what people's issue is obviously people's issue was the fact that they were more educated than me and I didn't know what the hell I was talking about but at the time you just think it can't be that bad if it works for me how can it possibly be that bad so then you do it and you think the money is a huge factor in it. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. I mean, it's it's such a big chunk of money to turn down. And it's such a a thing that, you know, you probably you grow into your integrity and your morals and your values. Yeah, you do. And you've got and to grow you, them as well. Yeah, you know, you yeah have to like, and you start to realise what actually is important. But it was that one line for me, really. Would you want your daughter buying into something like this? And that
0: was the thing that really switched it for me so that was a pivotal kind of moment like, like a pivotal lightboard. moment
3: in my diet culture
1: career love yes. that
0: <laughs> love that
1: but i think it's a really interesting thing as well because people assume when you've got a big following and you're big, like celeb and everyone knows who you are that you are gonna just be like fucking rolling in it and it's a bit like i guess it's funny on instagram because like we'll look at kim kardashian has done those slimming things and appetite suppressants and whatever yeah. and obviously you look at kim k and you're like oh you dick like you don't need the money like that's just <laughs> annoying um but then i think we do probably look at that and then but then we look at everybody and we kind of tar it with the same brush and we just think oh you you don't need the money you're just doing it because of whatever and actually you know it's that's the like um the facade of instagram isn't
3: it and celebrity that you just think everything's rosy yeah you think everyone on tv is rich that's just the natural it's just a natural thought that you have i thought everyone on tv was rich before i got on tv and realized oh god most people are actually skinned (laughs) most people have got no money and it's really difficult and when I even look at like the new Love Islanders and stuff, it terrifies me because they are going to be earning their max probably in that first six months. And then it's only going to decline. We were quite lucky that actually when we started off, we, we all had no money. And then it very slowly built gradually upwards. Um, and I think that really helped us. We didn't get overnight fame. We didn't get, well, we did, but not for the right reasons. We didn't get overnight riches. Um, a lot of us didn't have a lot of money. We didn't get paid for Geordie Shaw until series three. Like that?
0: No way. I, had, I swear to God. I was reading that earlier. I was
1: like,
3: <gasps> are you serious? Not a penny? Oh, babe, we got paid in Jaeger bombs and kebabs. And we thought we were living the bloody
1: dream. Oh <laughs> my God. I heard something about your PAs as well and the disparity in how much you would get, the public appearances and the disparity in how much you were being paid versus huge. the men.
3: Yeah, huge. So, I mean, for example... Um, just to give you some rough ideas, the boys would initially be going out for, say one thousand pounds or even like one thousand five hundred all the way up to two thousand, really in the beginning, for the boys, me, I was on two hundred and fifty pounds oh, so if I was going if I was gonna kind of compete with them, I would have to do four times more work and probably receive like four times more of the abuse for it because. Club appearances were just absolutely horrendous. The sexual abuse I experienced at every single one was just like, you don't even understand that it's sexual abuse at the time, but people grabbing your tits and bums, you know, it's it's not nice. <laughs> and you just think you have to deal with that because you're from Geordie Shaw. Oh, it's so shocking. I Isn't can't it? believe that. I, and I heard that about my money. I was like, what? Gender pay gap has got everywhere. So we're getting pennies, insane. we're getting sexually assaulted and we're earning way less than our male counterparts so yeah it wasn't ideal.
0: why so much less than the male members of the cast
3: um, because with clubs they would say that the boys attract the girls and when the girls go to the club the men follow so they would put on a male which it's completely understandable and it makes sense uh, but it just wasn't ideal at the time when we were kind of being told to quit our jobs because we were now cast members of this new show and then have no money well how were you what was your job when you started geordie show um, so I worked in a call centre and I was doing loans and mortgages. Couldn't understand the mortgages. <laughs> thank God I had to leave. And then thankfully what MTV did start doing, because we went to them and we said like, look, we, we haven't got any money. They started paying us like a, a monthly allowance for a while just until we started making money. So that was actually really good of them. But to be fair, they wouldn't have had a cast otherwise because... We were I mean,
1: it's not that good. I it? don't think yeah. it
3: should have been. I feel like... You I should mean, at 18, I thought, it was, I thought it was all right, you know?
1: <laughs> like, oh, yeah, thanks so much for so, so kind.
3: <laughs> yeah, and then this is why we needed managers, you know what I mean? We were arranging our own bloody contracts at 18 years old. I, I don't even have anybody in my family who's self-employed. I don't... You know, you don't understand all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you've just been learning on the
1: job as well, because you can't take... Mm-hmm. It's not like... Um, I don't know. It's not like I was talking to my boyfriend earlier because he's he's changing jobs and it's like, oh, what a lovely, a lovely thing. Like he gets a bit of a break in between and he's going to, you know what I mean? Like you don't get that. You don't, people in this industry, you don't get to just change jobs or like just disappear for a bit. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to go on gardening leave. Like it just doesn't happen. So you have to learn (laughs) all of it as you go, which is just, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't really get a holiday either because it's just, I mean like making that sound weird but it's just you don't get the space to go and evaluate what you want and I guess it's just so quick and if you're like yeah I don't know and and if you I don't know you 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 make Geordie Shaw right because you were part of it for so long and then you've just got this loyalty to that and it's
3: and then you're on Instagram and then you've got loyalty to your fans and you're I don't know it's a lot it's a lot it's a whirlwind it is a lot and I think when you're in Geordie Shaw like you kind of you haven't got time to do anything else. So we were in there for a lot of years until I actually quit in series 13. Um, and it was only after I quit that, you know, these diet companies started coming to me and I I had to take them because, well, there was nothing else coming in. And I've just gave up a huge sum because by the end of Geordie Shaw, we were on a lot of money. And if we were filming two to three times a year, I've just freely given up that huge Source of income. So now I'm relying on Instagram, which I'd never had to do before. So when these big jobs came in, I'm trying to compete with what I was earning from being on TV, and it's just impossible. Um, So it's kind of that point where you have to think, right, well, what am I passionate about? What can I actually do with my life? And it's a very scary moment for a lot of people in that industry because you come off a TV show and what next?
0: That is really scary. That was brave of you to leave that, knowing that that was sort of steady income and sort of guaranteeing Mm -hmm. you exposure, which would then, you know, in turn lead to income. Why, can I ask why you left?
3: Yeah, so in, um, I'd filmed for 13 seasons with a summer special as well. Season 13, I was still kind of on and off with my ex and he you know what Jordy Shaw was like. They were basically randomly kicking him out. He'd, he'd come back to the house and they were saying, right, he's got to leave now. And I'm like, well, why are you doing this to him again? It was, like, it was humiliating for him, basically. And I was just like, Do you know what? I'm sick of the way that you treat people. I'm sick of us having to go through this all of the time. I'm sick of you not giving us the respect that we deserve. And at that point, I was like, I'm leaving. And none of them believed me. And I was speaking to my fiancé last night, actually, just randomly, and I was saying, it's so weird when I think back to how many times I was physically held in that house against my will. We had no phones, we had no access to anyone, and I was I would be begging to leave and nobody would let me leave. And even when I think back to it now, I'm like, that was really, really bad like it was horrendous like I was basically a prisoner <laughs> a prisoner with kebabs and jake bombs but still a prisoner <laughs> I like, can we just get you kebabs now like I feel like you can know have kebabs in just so hand. many kebabs so then yeah I ended up leaving with him and a lot of people asked me do I regret leaving with him and the answer it's still no even though he was an absolute idiot um we had the worst relationship ever it really broke me down And i completely lost the person who I was in that relationship. But still, I don't regret leaving because at that time I needed to be out of that environment and I needed to work on who I was as a person and to actually grow. And that's kind of just when I went through that time period of, you know, the diet culture products. But then at the end of that, it came to me having this huge passion for fitness and for health and for if I'm going to promote weight loss or weight gain or whatever, I'm going to do it the right way. And I'm going to tell people the correct way to get there because i now have that education myself so all in all i'm glad that i left um but it just wasn't under the best circumstances
1: do you think people are still very invested in you because of your you know the sort of they've watched you grow up you know like have you still got like people just great people because i feel like we're always focusing on trolls you still got like great people
3: Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I've got so... I get so many messages daily, like, with messages that just shock me, saying that, you know, they're watching the show, they're watching Geordie OGs now, and it makes them feel like they can actually go through all of these bad times and come out the other end happy after all of the crap relationships, having sex with people when you didn't really want to and just for attention and all of the drama that I actually went through because it was was a lot over those 10 years on TV. um. But it's nice that people can use me as an example of look at... Ha- mess she got herself in on TV and look at where she is now. And I do think that's such a nice thing. I think it's so... Like, I actually, I hadn't
1: thought about it like that, but it's really, like... Oh, this is so lame. It's really inspiring. Um, <laughs> if you give people the space to, like you say, like, fuck up um, yeah. and do... And I'm oh, not even... Fu- like, because who's to say what's a fuck up? You know what I mean? But like exactly, yeah. it, But if you give people space to make their own mistakes and just yeah. appreciate that it's not your... But, you know, like, it's, it doesn't... You didn't do anything with malintent and you were just living your no. life. And if, and if everyone can give people a bit more space to just be like, okay, well, they fucked it there, but I can see that they're really trying to be better. And that's yeah. great. Like, that's how everything changes. Because if you just Im- immediately denounce somebody for... I don't know, selling something, a tea or whatever, then it's just like, well, no one gets anywhere. But now you're in this incredible position where you can be like, lads, I've tried them and they don't work and I was wrong. And it's such a powerful thing to be like, yeah, I was
3: wrong. They do say though, they said the truth sets you free and it's so nice to just be able to, you know, I hid my story for so many years and I hid, I, tr- I tried to hide the things that I'd done wrong out of embarrassment. And as soon as I started owning them mistakes that I'd made, I just felt so free because people couldn't, troll me for it anymore I wasn't going to be affected by it because I know who I am I know the type of person that I am now and those experiences made me the person who I am today and even when I was speaking about you know a lot of people's a lot of people have got different triggers Okay, so everyone's got a different trigger, and especially when it comes to being online. So there's a lot of people who, you know, I've been colleagues with in the past or whatever I've worked with, they still promote things like that. So what am I going to do? Am I going to go into their inbox and tell them not to do something? Because to me, that feels entitled of me to go and say, don't promote this, don't do that. I can't change the world, but I can change what I see. So if I'm going to be on social media and I don't want to see that, then I block them or I mute them or... I I can't change people. I can give people information and the correct information. But if somebody wants to do something, ultimately they're going to do it. All you can do is kind of do the best thing to counteract it and, and, and put the correct message out there. Do
1: you think maybe at this point, you know, you said before about, like, you, if you've not got the education, you know, at the time you were doing those Like you said, I can't stop thinking about it. They were in Holland and fucking Barrett. Like, of course it's fine. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, I bought them from, like, the shop outside my school. Like, of course it's fine. So, but I think, I do think maybe now with, you know, like we're coming on 10 years since they sort of first were in Holland. You know, we can't, I mean, I I think it takes a brave person to recommend one on Instagram now.
3: I'd be like, oh God, I genuinely... Well, this is the thing people know now, don't they? I think people have... There is the education now and there kind of isn't any excuse for it, I don't think. Um, If you are selling these crappy products now, you are just kind of doing it for the money I think but at the same time we've then got to think do they need that money is- that's the other thing why is no one angry with the dude who owns Holland and Barrett I guarantee it's the dude and <laughs> no, no one's, one's standing a- outside Holland and Barrett with pitchforks are they? Yeah, can I just say right.
1: I'm never going to get a collab with Holland and Barrett I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I've really gone for this but like it's so true it's like just, everyone's out there getting money and at the end of the day if, you, if I don't like how you're making money that's really not my fucking problem yeah. like and, and we do like I know that everybody has an element of responsibility but mostly we have personal responsibility and it's like you say if you don't like looking at it don't look at it yeah Uh, uh, yeah
3: manage
0: manage your own triggers
3: 100 percent. and i had somebody come in my inbox the other day because i'd posted um my watch face with i'd I'd worked out and i posted the watch face and it had the calories on and she told me I, i shouldn't do that because people could be triggered and i was like well i'm really sorry that you are triggered i have personal triggers too but i don't feel like you know, there's going to be triggers everywhere in the world and you're going to have to learn to manage that. Your trigger is yours. You own that. I, I'm i not responsible for your triggers. If I was to think about every single thing that I posted because it was going to trigger someone, I'd never post at all and I'd be sat at home in a dark room not leaving the house because something anybody does is going to trigger a person that it's not intended for.
0: I'd love to ask, not to put you totally on the spot, but... Go on. <laughs> I, I always feel like this is a, not a difficult question to ask, but it puts you in a, in a vulnerable spot, I guess, and just asking, like, how you genuinely feel about your body now, how you, like, how comfortable you are in your own skin, obviously, like, as much as you're willing to share with us, but...
3: Oh, 100%. I mean, for me, exercise has been a saviour, not just for my body, but for my mental health as well. And I would be lying to you if I said that aesthetics wasn't something that I was aiming for because of course I am I'm on TV I'm in the public eye that is always going to be one of the priorities for me no it's not my main priority and it might be somebody's it might not be a priority for some people and that's fine but for me there is always going to be this element that I do want to look a way that I'm comfortable with and that's different for everybody like some girls are comfortable at a size 28 some girls are comfortable at a size 8 There is no kind of like standard. And I think now it's kind of, we have all of these body positive influences and people showing such a variety of different body types. And there are so many women who are comfortable at every single body type. And for me, exercise number one is for my mental health because if I didn't work out, I would feel like absolute crap. I eat everything that I want in moderation. And it took me a lot of years to actually get to that point. So when I look in the mirror now I don't hate myself even now I'm 15 pounds heavier than I was at my lightest weight when I was preparing for my wedding obviously my wedding got cancelled so you know just started eating in a surplus after that (laughs) which was fine and I'm 15 pounds heavier but I don't look in the mirror and hate that I look at myself and I think you look strong you are able to lift so much heavier than you could when you were lighter you can do so many other things with your body And I now actually aim so much more for fitness goals rather than like, oh, I want to be X amount of pounds on the scales. I say, well, I want to be able to hip thrust X amount of weight. You know, it's just changing your whole mindset from just being focused on the aesthetics. But again, like I say, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't one of the priorities for me because of course it
0: is and I appreciate I really appreciate your honesty, honesty with that actually and that you don't like sugar coating just like yeah I don't really care like how I oh, look because-
3: you know annoys me so much when everyone's like oh, I don't care how I look I just want to be healthy most people do give a shit about what they look like but a lot of people are comfortable at different weights that's you know
0: and it's extremely just, difficult to grow up in the environment and the culture that we grew up in and not care about how we look I 100%. defy most people to not give a shit about how they look unfortunately that's yeah. just how it is yeah. and we're not going to suddenly switch to a culture where everyone's like ah fuck it I don't care like whatever um so I really appreciate your honesty there and I think it's really oh, important. you'll
3: always get honesty with me honey. I love it I
0: love it um I'm going to put you on the spot again for the last question. Go, on, go on. I
3: like all these questions. Go on,
0: um, for anyone listening right now, any girls, young girls or women listening who perhaps like don't feel comfortable in their own skin, they don't feel very confident in their bodies, what advice would you give them?
3: So I would say it doesn't matter how thin you are, you can still have these mental issues with your body if you don't change the way that you think about yourself. So I always say to my girls, I mean, we've got a group of 4,000 women who are absolutely amazing. And the first thing that I say to them when they write a status that is just being so nasty to themselves and so awful and speaking words that you would never say to anybody else. I'm like, if you don't love yourself through every stage of your journey, you are going to get to your goal weight and you were going to look in the mirror and you were still going to pick yourself apart because it's nothing to do with the size that you are. It is in your head. So every single morning I would say, get up and focus on one thing that you like about yourself and try and make, try and make it, a, a, a you know, something to do with your body. Because a lot of people would say, oh, well, you know, I like my intelligence or whatever. Make, focus on your body. Why do you like these body parts? And as soon as you actually start making that thing every single day, before you realise it, you actually start believing it. And it's like fake it till you make it. Just tell yourself you're absolutely amazing. Tell yourself you're a queen. And before long, you'll, you'll believe it. So yeah, you've got to change your mindset whilst you're changing your body if that is something you want to do. Otherwise you're not going to get
0: very far. Oh my God, what an answer. <laughs> I've got goosebumps. That was so good. What a way to end.
1: I just feel so healing. I yeah. just, I, I don't, I I, 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 I,
0: You're brilliant. I, I want to be your, I want to be your
2: friend. Oh, thank I like, you. Could you want 4,002
3: right, 4, members in your group? Yeah, <laughs> can we join? Yeah. Oh amazing well thank you so much that was such a lovely conversation it's just nice to be able to speak openly about these things and like I say you'll always get honesty with me like I'm not here to sugarcoat things or whatever I just feel like I've lived such an experience in the topics that we're speaking about with diet culture and whatever it's nice to be able to share that and I, and actually have people listen as well and to sometimes people don't understand where people are coming from or why they went about promoting these things and it's very easy to judge when you're not on that side. It's so
1: easy to judge. And just actually like, as a final thought, I think like a lot Mm -hmm. of the shows that you do, like Love Island as well. And and, like the only way is Essex, like the way that the press speaks about it, it is is in a way that we are encouraged to judge you. And it's like, you are characters, not people. And I think that's like, Something that's worsened with Instagram, like we do treat other people like they are characters, and we do we lack empathy, and it's just like, and I would, like I would have been angry. I probably was angry with you when I saw that, and I wouldn't have taken any. Fucking yeah. minutes to be like, I wonder why. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have ever been like, oh well, sh- sh- you know, th- there will be so many factors and and whatever, and I just wouldn't have thought like that. And I think this is, I'm really excited for people to listen to this because I think they'll just be like, well,
3: shit. <laughs> like, yeah. I wish it's, it's hard like to put yourself in other people's shoes. It is. It's hard to actually sit there and think, well, was there actually a reason? And to give people the benefit of the doubt because it's like a pylon, isn't it? You see people going for somebody and, and, you know, you had all reasons to be angry at, at what I was promoting. But also then, like you say, you can sit back and think, well, did she need the money? Was that the difference between her putting the food on the table that month? Was her family in need that month? All of these things that you don't necessarily think about because a lot of people just expect influencers or whatever to be rich and for their families to not struggle or whatever. But I'm here to say that, you know, people... On the tv are just normal people as well and a lot of them don't actually have that much money
0: and i think you've certainly offered me like a more compassionate insight into that i mean because we we take everything at face value like we said we have no context and we don't even care to grasp the context or to guess what the context. is yeah yeah, and we react so quickly as well so you've definitely offered me a more compassionate insight And yeah, I thank you very, so much for being here. I'm glad I could do
3: that. I'm really excited for people to listen to this. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a good one, isn't
0: it?
1: So there we go. Wasn't that unreal? Unreal. I like, I can't wait to just be Holly's best. Friend, <laughs> I don't think so. She's gonna be like, and no.
0: Does it gonna say? Do you think she'll let us? No. <laughs> she'll turn up at her door. Yeah, I think she'll be like, all
1: right no. Give you an hour and I'll fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm joking. That how great. Like honestly, I I'm so pleased that we got to get that perspective because I think. Yes. Like I mean, I I just I, I Instagram has d- did devoid me of compassion or perspective or general fucking manners because I just. Same. I react so quickly, and I'm really pleased actually to have had that conversation and just make my own kind of.
0: And realize that there's a story behind everything. I feel like that's what we're really quick to not even forget, but like just not even explore, not even consider that there's something going on behind, you know, beneath the surface. And I think that really opened my eyes actually. And yeah, I'm just, and, and she she was really honest with us, like super uh, vulnerable with us and really was was honest about that time in her life and like how she felt doing them. And I think it's just, yeah, I've learned a lot from it.
1: So have I. I absolutely loved it. Uh, but now, but we've, now we've got another section to do. Uh, so we've had a few entries this week. Okay. People are getting the hang of it. Okay. Um, and I'm going to just kick us off actually, because I need to know, I I, don't, I feel like we've been friends for a while we, we share a lot. Oh god. No, it's a it's a it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty standard question. Uh you could probably expect to hear it in the job interview. Alex Light, <laughs> do you pee in the shower? Of course I do. Does anybody not Daisy, do you wee in the shower? Yeah. Right. Okay, everybody wees in the Why shower. Why wouldn't you
0: wee in the shower? Well,
1: I've heard rumours that it's actually not that good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes don't think that I'm gonna like regress in life because sometimes I'm like, ah, oh. warm water, and I'm like, time to pee. Yeah. And then I'm like is this going to be automatic forever? Yeah. Am I, am I going to lose Sometimes, <laughs> I'm like Daisy, sometimes for fun, I make myself not wee in the shower because I don't want to get the association of... <laughs> so I'm like don't do it don't do it and I always do it so basically what I'm scared is like one time I'll have to go in the public shower and I won't be
2: able to stop myself
1: and I'll wee but can I just say that I've heard something that apparently it's not good for your like bladder to wee stood up Really? so you're supposed to get a bit of a squat so sometimes in the shower I get like a bit of a do you squat in the shower not fully not fully just like a little (laughs) bit because I feel like you're not supposed to just stand. I don't know. But everyone weeds in I, the shower, right?
0: Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> but I always thought everyone weed in the shower until, and I remember this very distinctly. You know when Big Brother was like a thing when it first started? Yeah. Do you remember Nasty Nigel? Yeah. So it was a thing that he peed in the shower. Like everyone was like, oh my God, he pees in the shower. And I was like, that is, I thought everyone peed in the shower. Like, why wouldn't you no, pee in the shower? I think everyone's
1: doing that thing where they're like, ooh, even though okay. everybody else does it too. Yeah, but- like, ew. Uh-huh. why wouldn't you I don't, yeah. I don't get it I just think it's quite effective yeah <laughs> um, right so it is it's okay. not just it's so yes dear uh, entry person um, yes that's it is not your name. just you <laughs> yeah that pees in the shower although I could say anybody's name because everybody pees in the shower so yep. that's okay um what's next
0: uh someone wrote in with an entry and they want us to normalize calling your friends out on their shit she said you can still be friends and not agree
1: oh my god yeah well it depends what totally. the shit is because sometimes I'm like i just said totally as
0: if like i'm absolutely cool with like my friends calling me out but like i'm the most sensitive in the person in the world also
1: virgos hold a grudge for the longest ever i and think if i called you out you'd be like yeah you I wouldn't quit. see me again no <laughs> alex has moved i'm a
0: goner i agree with you but in
1: theory but in practice for me a <laughs> so, no i do wonder what the shit is though like i feel that like we need more context yeah sometimes i'm like i think Communication is really important in a friendship and we don't prioritize it enough. Like we we don't treat friendships, I don't think, with the gravitas that they deserve. Like we work on our real relationships. We need to work on friendships. And like for yeah. me, I know that I'm a brilliant friend in some areas, but I know that I'm a really shit friend in other areas, namely replying to your texts or your WhatsApp. And I, and I really appreciate it when my friends can say to me, look, I struggle with this because I, I don't think it's healthy to sit with resentment So I I do think it's worth communicating within a friendship. But then it depends what the shit is. Because if the shit's nothing to do with you, then maybe you don't... I don't know. Totally. It it depends on the shit.
0: Yeah, you're right. Almost like love languages with relationships, right? It's almost like working out. You have to, like, work out what... And and it's true. Like, work out what your friend's good points are and then the not-so-good points because, like, not everyone... You can't hold everyone... I think you've said this you can't hold everyone to
1: your own standards no because my standards are fucking high yeah and all that happens is I just let myself down because like learning from what Jacqueline yeah. was saying last week but like I expect great things of my friends and then when they don't when they're not exactly as I need them to be I'm absolutely devastated when actually this was yeah. all my doing because I made the, the standards in my head and they didn't even know there's like this quiz that they didn't know they were taking and then they failed and <laughs> they didn't even know there was an exam like so unfair
0: yeah, that's so true. Oh, God, I forgot we spoke about that. What an episode. That, what an Jacqu- episode. Jacqueline, yeah, such an I'm episode. Rich.
1: So communication is key. That's communication is saying.
0: key, yeah. But okay, so say if you hear me say something that you really strongly disagree with. So say if I am
1: bitching about someone.
0: Okay. And you strongly disagree. Right, do you so call me out on it? You're
1: bitching about Daisy and I'm like... Yeah. Don't bitch about Daisy, she's really nice. Well, I, I yeah. actually I think this is really interesting because sometimes I think like it's not worth the fight. Like sometimes I can hear people yeah. and I'm just like, Oh god. But then other because what what often happens and I notice it with myself, like I I think <laughs> I think people think I'm a bit righteousy and and preachy and ranty because of what I do online. So sometimes if I like, it's like I'm the fun sponge at the table, right? So sometimes, (laughs) you know, if all the lads are like making a joke or it's a sexist joke, and then I'm like, hey, you can't do that like oh and everyone's like boo you know fucking snowflake at the table and sometimes yeah. i like, I can't be like i cannot be fucked with that like just fine be awful yeah see if i care but then there's sometimes i think you know if you were really hurting someone for example if you were slagging off lovely daisy i'd be like ow like really so i think it, i mean it, but it depends on your personal boundaries if you think yes maybe if you think nobody's gonna i think you have to weigh up do you think if somebody's gonna be hurt by it or if it's making you, you know, distinctly uncomfortable, but then is it worth the fight? Cuz sometimes it is a fight, right? I don't think we've been exactly. very helpful here. Exactly. Yeah,
0: I know. I think you're right. I think it is context dependent and I also think pick your battles. Definitely. Yeah, pick your battles.
1: Cuz if it's relentless, if you're like if every time I see you you're slagging someone else off, it's like, okay, this is just too much. Yeah. But then, you know, if you're just having a bad day and you just want to take it out, you know, maybe it's not my place to tell you what to do. Yeah. And know. it also
0: depends on how good friends
1: you are with the friend as well. Like, it's... This is too hard. This is too hard, this isn't is too it? Hard. Oh, we're in deep.
0: We're in we're too in deep. deep.
1: I'm going to just, like, really just pull us out of this Can deep Can you pull place. us out? Oh, God. Yeah, okay. Because um, I'm going to read this entry, and then I'm going to ask you a question. Is it just me <laughs> that becomes a kleptomaniac <laughs> when drunk? <laughs> My question is, have you ever stolen anything? But also, are you a kleptomaniac when you're drunk? Yes, I have. Um,
0: like, I went, I, I don't know how old I was. I think it was probably about five. But I went through this obsession with chewing gum. Like, I thought that, like, cool people chewed chewing gum. And, like, <laughs> I was just desperate to get my hands on chewing gum, like, I would go to any length. So when we were in Tesco, like i crackfeed crack fiend. I no, no, I just wanted chewing gum so badly. So when we were in Tesco, I went and I stole a packet of gum, but then I felt really bad. So when we got home, like I took one out and then I told my mum and gave her the packet back and she marched me back to Tesco. And the piece that I kept I ate it I, well I chewed it and then I accidentally swallowed it Oh no! and then there was I remember my mum telling me previously like if you swallow it it sticks in your lungs forever and you can't breathe so I was like a very panicked little five-year-old
1: good god it doesn't stick in your lungs forever your mum was lying she was definitely lying although I, I heard that it stayed in your gut for seven years no and I remember swallowing a piece when I was about 11 I was like I Till I'm 18. <laughs> um, I don't think that's yeah, I don't, true I don't either. know if that's true either. No, I, think I don't it think it's just, true. I think yeah. people lied. Have you stole anything? I'm I'm honestly so scared of authority. I used to steal cigarettes from my dad. Uh okay. I feel off. like that doesn't count as a real steal. No, in that case, no. I'm such Nothing. a pussy. I accidentally stole a lemon once, and it, the guilt of it tore me up. Honestly, I was an absolute <laughs> bobbins. I'm really I'm such a pussy and I'm honestly like sometimes like I'll get myself really hit up and then when it actually comes to it, I'm like, Oh my God, no. Like I'm so scared of authority. It's pathetic. So no. And honestly, even when I haven't stolen something, I still feel like I've accidentally stolen something. So I get sheepish with security guards. I'm like, <laughs> like my worst nightmare. Genuinely, I think if I died and like the the fiery pits of hell appeared below me and I had to descend the stairs, I would get there and it would just be that alarm going from like you've left the shop with the clothing tag still in your bag. Yeah, like that's my idea of personal hell. Everyone's really? looking. She's stolen something. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it makes me so uncomfortable so no no it's not for me it i am not gonna it's not the hardened life of a criminal for me it's just not okay I mean, well I that was I, disappointing no, i was I, expecting really, a really cool i know i know story. i give off quite cool vibes but yeah i thought you were gonna. i thought I you were gonna hit us with something i there. agree no when it when it comes down
0: to it i'm weak <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think i could actually go into a shop and steal something no i don't think i could not but for the I'm, moral reasons i no, wish i was just, that moral i'm yeah. just so
1: scared of getting it's entirely yeah. selfish i'm just absolutely terrified of getting yeah. into trouble
0: it would be so, like
1: that is something that
0: isn't very embarrassing getting caught for stealing i know, I know. <laughs> imagine like oh dave can you pick me up from prison <laughs> um i don't think i don't think it's it's necessarily normal to to become a kleptomaniac while you're drunk but who are we um, to judge but who are we to judge you do I, yeah you, you crack on you do you
1: but if you're brave enough stick to, to the, face the wrath
0: yeah, of any
1: security guard, honestly, then, then all power to you because yeah. it's just not for me. Need- I'd sooner rob a bank than I would steal something <laughs> from waitress, I think. At least there's like balls to the wall. You know what I mean? If you're like going into a safe, like you, there's no, there's no like- It's uh, less embarrassing, uh, it's I think. Like, yeah, to be yeah. caught robbing a bank is fine, but to be caught yeah. stealing a lemon, it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even do that, could you? Pathetic. <laughs> uh, I have another- um, oh something, something in the in the similar vein, basically. It. Uh, it's an embarrassing story. It yes. was sent to our email address. If you okay. have an embarrassing story that you would like us to laugh at, uh, please remember that you can email us. Should I delete that at gmail.com But yes. for now, I have an anonymous story uh, that I need to read out. I'm excited. She says, "Hi, ladies. Firstly, like, thank you for the podcast. It's so really. Oh, okay. I'm not going to read that phrase. So that's really wanky. But thanks. <laughs> embarrassing story." A couple of years ago, my partner and I went for a fancy meal out. An absolute rarity, but you're about to see why I'm not allowed into nice places. Mm -hmm. We made the error of going for some drinks beforehand and had way too much wine. Cut to the restaurant and I went to the toilet and followed a woman into the ladies. (laughs) I closed the door behind me. (laughs) Where is this going? (laughs) I closed the door behind me and turned around to see the woman looking at me, nose to nose, in absolute horror and confusion. I then noticed the toilet and the sink behind her and realized I hadn't followed her into the ladies. I'd followed her into a single cubicle. (laughs) I couldn't think of any words to justify this invasion of privacy. So I literally just stared at her for a while, then let myself out. Mortified. Thanks, <laughs> can't wait for the next episode. It's
0: absolutely brilliant. I would die. <laughs> so I tremendous. would drop dead on the spot. <laughs> it's so oh, oh my god, that's so, so embarrassing. embarrassing.
1: It's so embarrassing. I can't cope
0: for her. Oh my god i I would
1: need therapy (laughs) like so (laughs) small mortifying (laughs) mortifying (laughs) um i can't see yet why you're not allowed into nice places anymore or any places really
0: Um, god bless you god bless you oh you both Well, but yeah, yeah please keep sending your stories <laughs> yeah, in because I'm like... very much enjoying them. Thank you. I mean, what an episode. Yeah. We've
1: done it, haven't we? Yeah,
0: Look really, at us. yeah, really good episode, I hope, I think. Yeah.
1: I like that we just back <laughs> ourselves entirely. Great episode, great episode. <laughs> well done, everyone.
0: <laughs> and then backtrack. Or maybe not, actually. Yeah, good or, oh, only God, if you think myself. so. <laughs> Well, we'll leave it to you. You guys be the judge. No, do um, Yeah, We're in fine. your in your own mind, but just don't let us know. No. Unless you think it's great, and then we'd like to know.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. We'll ask what we asked last time. If you loved it, please leave us a review. If you hated this, please don't. Yeah.
0: Um. And subscribe
1: if you like it. And rate five stars. Only please. five stars. Five stars I only. think Apple do need to introduce a new thing where they don't allow. like I I don't like the sort of democracy vibe that Apple offers yeah it's five or nothing yeah exactly six if you really like us that's not even possible no but it should be I think we're out I think that's it perfect well thank you so much thanks for listening everyone Um, yeah like I say please do email us if you have anything embarrassing or any questions for the group and we will see you next Monday